poems from In Flight Magazine, a thing of art and culture edited and curated by the author of Gateway Mexico, in which it appears, me, Nathan. First poem by Evelyn Holloway, Borlay Smart Poems. I am feather, I am hair, I flow and run into water. I am tree, my branches carry concerts of birdsong. My branches embrace the sky, blossom toward sunshine, drink rain, flow to the sea. I'm an empty shell now, forgotten history. Who are you who lived in me? My chest becomes a book your sound has written. No strings attached. Feel free to enter the spaces you open. Too high, too high, far too high you fly. Too low, too low, don't fall into the depths where the void threatens. A giraffe made of ink, afraid of rain. Little dog on the fence looking for adventures. The gull, although alone, is never lonely. Attached to the weight of the world, my strings are healed. The bandage falls. The world I carry hurls mountains of ashes, torn out hair. I'm a wheel but cannot move, turn into drum. Knife scratches, flute sings air. A knitted beast moves within me. A telescope of sound. Broken pots remember tea. Childlike, slipping through strings, a new perspective. The boat out there knows nothing of our existence. Prawn tail, seahorses, a mermaid's steps on earth. The hill out there is where I walk. Black rocks rise up like a town for shells. Canvas? Sheet? Dreamcatcher? A cradle for sand. Endings? Beginnings? Are they the same? Long hair drying on the line. If you close your eyes, you can see her face. Four poems for Tom Murdoch by Faith Sheeran. One, my cabinet of curiosities. No ostrich eggs or snakeskins, no wild boar tusks or amulets, no mammoth bones, no wax faces fashioned from death masks, no eagle's claw or grasshopper cast in silver, no crocodile embryo or mummified skunk, no automaton of Neptune sitting on a tortoise, no paintings of cat people. No horn of a deer impaled on a tree, no clock with four faces, no bird of paradise. In my cabinet, I place your backpack and maps of the Platte River. I place the fly swatter from our dune shack and the armoire you said was once owned by George Washington. I have preserved the bear's claw marks and the car with a French horn stuck in its exhaust. The night we slept in a desert among coyotes and Joshua trees. No ancient vases or coins, no human skeletons sitting at desks, no paintings of three-headed sheep, just a hat-box with your blueprints of unbuilt houses, the white carnations you left in my high school mailbox. 2. A few things I read. In the months after you died, I read about F. Scott Fitzgerald, who was just 44 when he suffered a heart attack in an apartment off Sunset Strip amid the pages of a half-written novel. Like you, he was a great writer who sometimes skipped his Princeton classes to sit in the silence of snowy fields. I read about Jack Kerouac, who died of an abdominal hemorrhage after years as a recluse. Drunk while watching The Galloping Gourmet on a tiny television in St. Petersburg, Florida, mad at a neighbor for cutting down a tree. I looked up the poet Lou Welch, whose name you used on your fake IDs, and found he also died in his 40s, in the Sierra foothills of California, walking out of Gary Snyder's house many years before you would read me Snyder's four poems for Robin, your hand on my thigh, your eyes like night, 
Lou Welch was never found, though he left a note that said, I went southwest, and carried a revolver in his pocket. My love, you lived two years longer than John F. Kennedy, and ten years longer than his son, who flew his plane into the ocean off Martha's Vineyard, on his way to a family wedding, his sunken body still strapped to his pilot seat, his black hair floating as yours did on your pillow in the darkened room, where I left you under a sheet. 3. Mononucleosis. Disrupted by the kissing disease, I slept in the treeless rooms of late autumn after the harvest, drifting. In dreams our febrile bedroom returns to me, our lamp drowsy beneath its shade, my textbooks preoccupied, the clock on the table drugged. Your voice speaks from somewhere beneath sea level, where all candles are unlit and our arms become vines. Even now I cannot stop reaching for you among the pale, incurable pillows. 4. Wait for me. Wait for me in the underworld, near the elm, with false dreams clinging to its leaves, beyond Cerberus with his six eyes and snake-headed tail. Wait for me in the land of pomegranates and beasts, gorgons, chimeras, harpies. We taught our students the names of those ancient rivers west of the mortal world, and now I call to you, beyond the sticks with its hatred and Acheron's pain, beyond the Leith's forgetfulness and the poplar branch which drips the hours of my sleep. I call to you, though you may not hear me over the river of fire and the river of wailing. Tell me whether you are living in Elysium or Asphodel Meadows. I am passing through grief and anxiety and diseases. I am your widow. I have no coin under my tongue. Poem for Nathan by Don Sahra You invite me into your home, and I prepare your ayahuasca brew. We rock out to medieval chants and plant sunflowers in the garden. Absorbing your tears, I transform them like liquid plasma, an amniotic fluid that blinds and binds us, a pulsating cosmic umbilical cord, spirit minds metamorphose into sinew and bone. Violets turn purple, our bodies covered in ageless dew. We touch the ancient stones and make love in the temple apse, but not the one where you and she were before, no. The plant medicine allows me to extract her poison from your soul. I replace it with sun. I, the she-wolf, you, the jaguar, we grow old together like snails and relearn ecstasy. We harvest ancient reeds for roofs. You bring me into your tent to the Roman cathedral. Verses of you and your scratched upon vellum pages, tattooed in henna upon our throats. I crush ochre and we kiss. Here are my bones, their wood for kindling. Here's my aorta, smoke it wisely. Between desert particles, dancing quanta and illuminating spectra, I invite you to taste my toes. There are the pine cones and there are the runes the feely left behind. You know the words, they're hidden in my chest. From my breath comes Canaan, from yours comes Crete. We transform the diamonds into rain. We stand upon the cliffs. Our arms turn into wings. Some poems by Martina Rice Newberry. Endearments. The world, after all, is just a quote from your mouth to Lucifer's ear. Just a voice mouthing lust, learning by rote. Let's sail without maps, without moons, without boats. Pretend we're sailing without fear inside the world. After all, it's just a quote. 
Not courage, not love, nor promissory note anchors memory to mirrors, scale to note, just a voice mouthing lust, learning by rote, those endearments that catch in our bruised throats, the endearments that drown in fear and mock the world, after all, is just a quote. How to make this work? A promissory note, when transient seas make direction unclear, and there's only a voice mouthing lust, learning by rote. We reread the old texts, scan the coast, dance our dances for the puppeteer. The world, after all, is just a quote, just a voice, mouthing lust, learning by rote. Espresso. This afternoon my thoughts fall all over each other, trying to get to the Sabori Cultura Café. My little eye winks and my nose runs, and my thoughts trip over their own feet. We'll have espresso curled on our cups like some black metal, waiting to become gold. Jefe is outside nursing the morning's large coffee. He sells almost anything. Homegrown, marching dust, ready rock, blue mollies. His pockets flare with small sheets of foil, cheap lighters, alligator clips, and papers ail, frail as aging skin. There's a pigeon at Hefe's feet. It stays with it most of the day, wanting a crumb of croissant or cupcake. The shadows are not long at Saboricultura. It is either day or night there, none of this aluminum twilight shit. Sabor knows there are only two times in a day, so I get here with my sharpened pencils and my nagging cough. My thoughts are fragile brushstrokes on Hollywood Boulevard's dirty stretched canvas. The day's leaves fall without a sound, the way strong winds fall and see themselves out, the way a stem cringes when you set a match to it, the way Jefe takes his leave of us, here today, gone today. Three high boon for my friend. One, you gave me the small statue of a fairy. I gave you a polished stone. You gave me a brotherly kiss near my mouth. I gave you a new pen, the kind you like best, and an antique inkwell. I gave you the fear beneath my collarbone. You gave me the dark house of your anger. I gave you red wine. You gave me a song to ease my throat. I gave you the furrows and the vineyards near my home. You gave me an orchard of whole breaths and a small purse to hold my grief. You gave me the blessed cur curve of rain. I gave you the train of thunder pulling it. You gave me your restless, inappropriate passion, and the time for giving gifts came to an end. The summer rainstorm brings us back to ourselves. Hummingbirds, stop, sip. Two, insolence like winter entered my body and stayed, unwelcome, uninvited. What I want to tell you now is about winter and how I heard it enter me, sting my mouth, harden my silences. When the sun rose, I lay in bed, bargaining with my personal gods. As always, they won. God as a palm tree. Jazz dances in the wind. Winter is over. 3. The year has cured you of arrogance. You wax peaceful now, and your poems smell of rising water, and the smell of women gone mad in abandonment. You gave up smoking, as did I, but not drinking, which has held our feet on the ground. I promised not to be a stranger, but failed in that promise. I regret that. Your frantic eyes have followed me, seeing my devices and my delirium. I could never forget you, though. You must credit me for trying. We've both stopped praising work that is fake and full of bullet holes. We're living out our lives secure in nothing but maybe love, maybe hunger. I think of you now, lying still, volleying words, your life a card game.
pantoum of woman in coffee shop window. The woman in the window folds her hands. Her eyes are poised for tenderness or fire. Her blue cup is a fountain of strange life. Her silence braids poppies to chiseled blades. Her eyes are poised for tenderness or fire. Her insolent mouth celebrates secrets. Her silence braids poppies to chiseled blades. She sits in the shadow of conversion. Her insolent mouth celebrates secrets. She's been given the edge of the world. Though she sits in the shadow of conversion, her disbelief trembles like ripened lust. <clears throat> Next poem by Ronnie Niedermeyer called Robin and the Raven. We are rushing, Robin and I, to do what we're supposed to do. I teach him to speak English, and he reminds me to observe. Look, he calls. The body of a raven litters the sidewalk like a lost handbag. Through thick boat boots, Robin spreads its wings in imitation of life. I fumble with rings and knobs to chronicle the moment. Photograph the bird, not me, he demands. I do both, and they pose for me stiffly. The film is used up, and we press on to the park. Robin won't part from his new friend, so he kicks it down the road in a macabre dance, marring the toe of his boot with sticky black plumage and blood. The park sprawls empty in gothic winter. Soggy wind has licked its paths clean. But we feel nice and warm, sprinting up a hill to chase more ravens away. The birds fly home to the tall, stark trees, and Robin cheers. I, too, am at home. 